Hello, everybody! Welcome back once again to Puppet Masters of None. We are your hosts. I'm Ben. And I'm Will. And we are really, really excited to be here. I know I am, because I'm going to learn a ton right alongside all of you. What are we doing today, Will? We are continuing our conversation about my favorite movie ever, Jurassic Park. And I get to continue telling you about how awesome this movie is. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm actually very excited that our conversation went so long that we got to split this up and do it all over again. Oh my gosh, yes. Without further ado, Will, tell us a little bit more about your favorite movie, Jurassic Park. Okay. So the puppets are great, mm -hmm. but tell me a little bit about the sounds of the puppets, because mm -hmm. I've been told some pretty interesting things uh, yes. by you in the past, but I'm, I'm kind of fascinated to know a little bit more. Yeah. When you're working with dinosaurs that aren't around to record, you know, you don't know what they're going to sound like. It's really up to your imagination of A, what it sounds like, and B, how to make that sound. And now, because of Jurassic Park, those sounds are so iconic. If you anywhere have a T-Rex roar, people know what that sound is, or the raptor's high-pitched squeal that they do. Mm, yeah, You know what that is, but this is the first time it's ever been shown. You've got to figure out what all these dinosaurs sound like. So anyway, what they did was they combined a bunch of different animal sounds to make the the ultimate overall sound. So like the raptors have this bark that they do. If you're a fan of the movie and you know the scene when the raptor first goes into the kitchen, looks around for Lex and Tim, and then raises his head up and barks out, basically calling for other raptors to join in in this hunt. That's actually the sound of a tortoise. Huh. Yeah, tortoises can make that, that bark kind of sound. And then the classic squeal that you know, like, I can hear it in my head, but I can't demonstrate it because I'm not good at doing those. But that classic velociraptor squeal that they do is actually the sound of a dolphin underwater. Huh. Yeah, it's, they said it was like a teen male dolphin sound. That's fascinating. Yeah, and with the T-Rex... I knew that there were lots of big animal noises. They mixed, like, elephants. They mixed, like, lions. They mixed all kinds of these big animal sounds to get this massive roar that it does. But one thing that I actually just found out recently, like, literally a month ago, and I got excited and I sent it to you because this was just so fascinating, was that the, again, I'm so sorry, I can't demonstrate it, but you know when the T-Rex's eye comes alongside of the car in the rainstorm and you get that guttural kind of noise that it does. Oh, yeah, it, that like rumble. That, like, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a deep yeah, yeah, yeah. rumble guttural sound. That is actually a koala bear. And <laughs> I had no idea. It blew my mind. You think about a koala bear, you think about it yeah. being up in a tree, just a little chirping almost. Like in my head, it chirps. I don't know oh, yeah. why, but yeah, it does. But they actually, like, you see this video of them, like, open up their throat and it's this big guttural noise that comes out. And it's very interesting to watch. And yeah, they took that sound and that's the sound of the T-Rex when it's up close, like, just breathing, basically. That's crazy. Yeah, and obviously mm. they like mess with it, like yeah, the computer. It's... They pitch them down, they pitch them up. They, I like, mean, but not them, much. But, yeah. You'd be surprised if you listen to this koala bear. 
Yeah. It's dang near. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the sound of a T-Rex. <laughs> and it's coming out of a little koala bear. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much the puppets and the sound and all that. But I'm sorry, the sound. Can we talk about the music? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like we've talked about music from this guy over and over and over again because it's just so good, so iconic. Yeah. John Williams is the composer. E.T. We had already done an episode of E.T. Just amazing soundtrack. This Oh, so good. This may be... Well, I don't know. I'm thinking my favorite soundtracks, and it's like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park. Probably the most iconic soundtrack. And Jaws. You know, fantastic, Mm -hmm. iconic soundtracks. All John Williams. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the man is prolific. Yeah. Harry Potter, you know, all of it. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this, but you know he did the soundtrack to Home Alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, how did I not know this? Of course he did. Because it's a Mm -hmm. fantastic soundtrack. And if I listen to it, I know it. So I'm like, of course John Williams did that. Of course he did. He's just a master of pairing music to the tone and the feeling of that Mm -hmm. movie. And I know there's been a lot of, lot of like things like internet videos and stuff and like john williams this is really that good because he stole this from this and he stole this from this and blah 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 blah. well first of all that's what artists do right they like Mm. iterate on what came before them and even if he had ripped a song off completely which he never did but even if he had like just pulled out a song from some classical thing and just thrown it in his ability to pair that with a movie moment is just unparalleled Mm-hmm. absolutely spectacular guy who I think gets a lot of criticism from really, really stupid people for really stupid things. I mean, we're not here to focus in on music, but one thing that makes me stop and think about is as the puppet builders, you know, you're making this in advance from seeing the rest of the whole picture, obviously, but you know what you're making and you know this is going to go into the big picture. It must be really weird to compose music, which takes a long time. To Mm. compose music to fit the feel of a movie that hasn't been made yet. Yeah. Like, you have to really understand the director's final thought and idea really well to get, you know, to, to because I don't know. I just, I never thought about that until just now. But, like, the movie doesn't exist yet. If the movie were filmed and in the can and in front of me, and then I had to go over the top of it and be like, okay, let's make a little noise here. That makes sense. But if you're working on something that long, the movie's not even done yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, of course, they do go back and they do, like, the final recording to Mm -hmm. scenes and, like, to make it all match up and everything. But you got to come up with the major themes. Yeah, yeah. The major, like, yeah, before any of that. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's such an integral part of the movie that we don't even think about. Yeah. As an audience. Like, if you think about the classic song from this movie, the bum, 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 Like, if you think about yeah. that, it matches the park, the atmosphere of the park mm-hmm. and the atmosphere yes. of the visitor center and the car, the jeeps. And if you didn't know how all that was going to look, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But we're not yeah. here to talk about music. And But you think about it, though, that particular theme, that song, is very kind of uplifting, you know, kind of, like, adventurous and, mm. like, filled with wonder, I think would be the only way to describe it, which is definitely the tone of the dinosaurs, where it could have been very, very different, right? Like you said, the fact that they're not monsters, it's not a monster movie, mm-hmm. 
could have been very different if the main theme was this kind of like dark and ominous thing, mm-hmm. right? It really just sets the tone for, yes, like it's a cautionary tale and some scary stuff happens, but this is not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So because of the amazing puppetry, Stan Winston's incredible puppetry, mm-hmm. John Williams' amazing soundtrack, and the birth of this brand new way of making movies, this magical thing called CGI. (laughs) Obviously, it did very, very well. A billion dollars in sale. It was the highest at its time ever when it had come out. And won Oscar for Best Visual Effects, of course. Of course. Oh, of course, yeah. But yeah, it was a huge phenomenon. They apparently, I, I don't know if this is true, but I've always heard rumors that they made more money in action figure sales than they did in the actual movie. Oh, um, wow. That would make sense, though. I, yeah, I don't know All if that's toys. true, but thinking back at my childhood, I had a whole park of dinosaur <laughs> action figures, so yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that could be. I was probably half of that. <laughs> for sure. Like I said back in, well, actually, I'll save that for Space to Carol. You want to you wanna do a Space to Carol on this? Oh, absolutely. You're going to have to go first, because I've obviously I have a lot to say. Oh, I'm sure you do. We have to do a Space to Carol. It's our thing. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, do you want to do it now? Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before? Oh, no. I mean, I think you are the man on this. You summed all this up for us perfectly. So let's go ahead and uh, Space to Carol this All right. Space to Carol Jurassic Park. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Well, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie. Okay. And it's more about myself and my family and whatnot and less about the movie. And so I'm going to put that straight out there. Before you hate on me and get really upset with me. Okay. I understand that this is not really about the movie. Okay. So. Kind of like me and E.T. where it's my own personal. Yes, Yes, exactly. This is my own personal thing. Okay. So I was like you as a kid where I loved dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Like I loved learning about them and all of that stuff. So you have this movie about dinosaurs. That I really, really, really was interested in and wanted to see. However, I don't know what about it. I mean, I guess it is pretty scary at times, but my parents would not let me watch this film. Mm. They thought that it was too scary for me to see, particularly when I was in that phase of being super interested in dinosaurs. Honestly, to looking back on perfectly right, like knowing who I am or who mm-hmm. I was as a kid, they were probably right. It probably would have terrified me and mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have been slept for weeks and weeks and weeks. But there was this movie that everyone had seen, that everyone was talking about, and I was not allowed to watch it. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of interesting to me and weird because they knew they loved dinosaurs, but also they would take me every year to the Roger Williams Park Zoo mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. Yeah. And they would do, I don't know if they've gone to like other zoos, if you've ever seen this, but they used to do this like touring thing where like with animatronic dinosaurs. Mm. And like yeah. you could I re- go Actually, through. I think they still do that at that zoo, don't they? The Roger Williams? I think so. I think it's like a national thing that you And obviously there's like, okay. there's now the big stage shows, right? Like the walking yeah. with dinosaurs oh, and yeah, all of that yeah. kind of stuff, which yeah. I haven't seen. I'd love to. But yeah, I think they still do that to this day with this, this group that tours mm-hmm. yeah. zoos. And so my parents would take me to that. And honestly, that's like right there in front of you. You think that would be like the scary thing, you know, because mm-hmm. they're there and they look pretty realistic. 
And we would go pretty much every summer whenever that exhibit thing was at the zoo. We'd go and we'd see it because they knew that I loved dinosaurs. But never really let me watch it. Now, eventually, it's a great film. And when I did get older, and I, you know, this is me remembering back as a kid. I don't know when it was. I don't know if this is all, like, just colored by nostalgia or what I'm looking back. But eventually, we did sit down and watch it, and I enjoyed it. But there was always this kind of thing where I was always kind of a little bit resentful Mm. about this film. Mm -hmm. And it kind of took on... I think a lot of people have this particular movie where everyone else loves it, but you have never seen it. And so, like, and everyone's always, like, offended that you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And so you, like, instinctively just, like, to be contrary, say Mm -hmm. dislike it. You know, I'm thinking about you and Harry Potter when we were in college, yeah, yeah. right? Actually, what's me right now is Rick and Morty. Everyone tells me I would love Rick and Morty. And so I'm like, that's a, I'm not going to watch that stupidity. And I've never <laughs> even seen it, but I'm just like, no, nope, that's dumb. <laughs> you know? We all have that thing. Yep. And so I think Jurassic Park was that for me. So I, I don't know. I just, it never really clicked for me like mm. it did for other people. And I, like, I know it definitely did for you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I did eventually see it and I do enjoy it. And I think that. Everything you said about the puppets and the CGI and everything is spectacular, and it definitely should be held in high esteem for that. But if Space to Carol is how much do you want to watch a movie, I mm-hmm. don't really want to watch Jurassic Park. Okay. It just doesn't really interest me all that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I've seen it several times. I actually saw it in theaters when it, like, it came back out in theaters. I don't know. Or maybe it was just. I was working for a summer camp and maybe it was just like they rented out a theater to play Mm it. I don't know. But it's not one of those things that I want to watch particularly. And I have zero desire to see any of the new ones. I've not seen a single one of the new ones. I think the fact that they exist is dumb. We already learned the lesson. Why do we have to learn the lesson again and then three more times in a new franchise? I don't know. I just no desire to see any of that. I'm going to put it at a six on the Space to Carol. Okay. It's good. But. It's just not my thing. Okay. No matter how much we disagree, I always have to Mm -hmm. maintain a level of, hey, your opinion is your opinion because of caper. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, I really don't give a flying hoot about caper, but Ben loves it more than anything in the world. So, okay. Exactly. So I feel like this is going to be our caper Jurassic Park thing. I think so. So as I said in Ninja Turtles, I grew up liking Ninja Turtles and dinosaurs. That was my whole childhood. When this came out, I saw it in theaters with my father and my brother. My father is a minister, and he has actually used me as an illustration before in watching this movie where I was so terrified I was up inside of his shirt while watching the movie because it was so (laughs) scary in the movie theater. Yeah. But I also remember, I don't know, maybe a year or two tops after the movie had come out, My brother and I had seen it so many times, we had every line memorized. It was just Mm. something we watched over and over and over again. At all of the action figures, all of the dinosaurs, it was my childhood. Actually, it's still a huge part of my life because not this year, but last year for my birthday, I actually did rent out a movie theater 
and had just my immediate family and my future but now current in-laws come and we watched Jurassic Park in the movie theater with just wow. us. Yeah. That's awesome. It's That's still cool. to this day that important to my life. I'm actually mm. wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt right now and I didn't even do it on purpose. <laughs> like that's that's how uh, like it's so important to me. I didn't yep. even realize it until Ellie actually told me earlier. She's like, "Hey, you're wearing your Jurassic Park shirt." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so I am." <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, it's combination of it's so nostalgic to me that it's absolutely my favorite movie ever. It's so important, mm-hmm. but also you know trying to look at it unbiasedly, looking at it, it still holds up. Like it the does, puppets, it does, yeah. we've talked about this before, but I'm going to make the argument and you can hate on me and other people can hate on me, but I'm going to make the argument that these are the greatest puppets ever made. Like in my mind, they're the most realistic. Now they're not, you know, people, they're not like, yeah. but they look so real that mm. if they were in front of me, I would not know whether or not they were a real dinosaur or not, especially that Triceratops. It is yeah. real. I'm not going to disagree with you, actually. Like, I know yeah. we've talked about, like, yeah. but I think it's very different things when you're talking about an animal versus, like, an anthropomorphized character, you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I wouldn't disagree with you there. No, yeah. they're, they're spectacular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird jump that they do where the puppets and the CGI are so incredible at this time. And then after that, it never, I don't know, it's weird. It, it never really gets back to that point ever again. Mm. And even, like you said, in the sequels and then the later trilogy of sequels, it's still not even for some reason now, 30 years later, not as good as yeah. that original. Like, not the story, but the puppets and even the CGI. Yeah. It's just like, what happened? I think part of it is just like learning the wrong lessons, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when we have a new, a brand new technology like this, creators, filmmakers, they learn the wrong lessons. Mm-hmm. They learn the lesson of, oh, now we can do this thing. So it's going to be cheaper and better to throw out practical effects, you know? And Stop what makes right you- there. Hold on. Now we can integrate a quote into this. Mm, Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, exciting. Going back to Malcolm, sitting at the table, talking with Dr. Grant and John Hammond. Mm -hmm. He says, before you even know what you had, you patented it and you you packaged it and you slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now you're selling it. You're selling it. Mm, He also says, yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do that, they didn't stop and think if they should. Mm, yes. And I think that that actually holds on to not CGI in general, but to definitely the sequels of Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park. They were so obsessed with the fact that now we can make these dinosaurs, but it's just for what, though? For what? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And Ian Malcolm, just stroke of genius there. That actually that scene where they're sitting around the table talking about how they're wielding this science like a kid that found his dad's new gun. Mm, and yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's so deep where it's, they're talking about the world of CGI and the science that they've unlocked. You know, yep. look what science has done. It's made yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, we're still on the space to Carol for me. Uh, it's bold to say we made the space to Carol list based on the best Muppet movies the worst muppet movie is space the best muppet movie is carol but if we Mm -hmm. expanded this out to all puppetry 
I would say it's Howdy Doody to Jurassic Park, like in my mind. So obviously I'm going to give this an eight to the space to Carol, but in my mm-hmm. mind, I watch Muppet Christmas Carol once a year. It's perfect movie. It's a perfect movie, Muppet yep. Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. But I watch it once a year, maybe twice, maybe three times a year tops. I could watch Jurassic Park every day. And hey, yeah. that's just me, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, of course, going to give it an eight. Oh, of course. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, of course. But I wanted to give my reasons why. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We'll meet in the middle and we'll give it a seven. That'll be its final score on the Space to Carol list. Sounds good. Okay. Appreciate wow. that. I just, I'm, yeah. thank you for coming with me down this journey of my favorite movie of all time that also just happens to have puppetry no honestly i think this is one of my favorite episodes only because i just got to sit back and relax and enjoy learning a lot of new things and not gonna lie i think i'm gonna go back maybe not like this soon but very very shortly i think and go back and rewatch it again because i think you've inspired me with just Mm -hmm. your passion and all of these super super interesting facts I kind of want to see it now through that lens, mm-hmm. which I've never done before. So who knows? Maybe I might have to adjust my score well, after this. But thank you for this. This was spectacular. I really enjoyed myself. I hope everyone else out there did too. I'm sure they did. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody who's listening, go back and watch Jurassic Park sometime and just pay attention to when it's a CGI and when it's a puppet. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's pretty hard to tell. Like even to this day, it's hard to tell. You're like, well, that. Well, it's a whole body. It's got to be a. It's got to be CGI, but mm-hmm. also then stop and pay attention to how real those dinosaurs look because it's yeah. just it blows my mind. The power of puppetry. And that's sure. all I got to say about that. You know what? I just had an idea. Oh, okay. and let me know if this sounds dumb or whatnot. But you and I, space to Carol, every one of these movies. I know on the Instagram, which you so graciously run for us. Occasionally, you put on a poll, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. would you put it on the Space to Carol? What do you think about in the future, future episodes, giving the communities Space to Carol for our previous movie? Just to see where. Oh, like, everyone and, like else talk thinks. about it on the podcast of what they all said last week? Yeah, just give like a quick update. Oh. Like, well, we had said this was a seven, you guys said it was, and just average oh. everyone else's scores. And kind of make it a more interactive kind of thing. Oh, everybody's opinion into the space to Carol. I like yeah. it. I like it. Well, sure. shoot. Okay. Okay. Well, of course, I have to ask you because you're going to have to be the one to like yeah. put the Instagram poll up. But I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, just to break the fourth wall, Christmas Carol came out today. We're recording this today. So I don't have that one, but I do have the Muppet Family Christmas score. And yeah, everyone who voted on that one gave it an eight also. Nice. Great. Awesome. So Muppet Family Christmas will remain an eight. Sure. I know you didn't do a Space to Carol, but honestly, on Muppet Christmas Carol episode, when I copy and paste the Instagram stories to my own personal Instagram, I've had more people comment on that, like just reply to me saying, that's the best movie of all time. Yes, I, so, I actually you know. agree. It's like <laughs> I've gotten messages from people that I barely know, and they're like, I just yeah. watched this last night. And or I'm like, like oh people I haven't gosh. talked to in years yep. are like, yeah, this is the greatest movie of all time. I'm like, oh yeah. man, that, that yeah. warms my heart. Yeah. Bringing people together with puppets. I guarantee that Muppet Family Christmas and Muppet Christmas Carol are both going to hold at eights. For, yeah, for sure. Know, no matter whether or not it's just our opinion or everyone else's, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
Will, I just wanted to thank you personally because this has been amazing. This has been fascinating. I got basically two weeks worth of episodes where I didn't have to do a heck of a lot. So uh, thanks for <laughs> yeah. making my job easy. Hey, no uh, this has been great. I'm glad that we were able to split this up into two because there's so much interesting, interesting stuff about this movie. And I think as your favorite movie of all time, I think it is absolutely appropriate that it is uh, one of our two partners. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Please, please, please go ahead and... Let us know your thoughts so we can put that on the fan space to Carol. And where can we find that, Will? We can find that on Instagram at Puppet Masters of None. Yeah, I will absolutely be making this new way for you guys to also vote. And then we will talk about it on the next episode that we do. And we'll make a average number once we get your guys' opinion. I like this. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. And actually, I think I can also put a poll on Spotify with the episode. Oh, oh, great. See, I don't know anything about Spotify, so you okay, have to look up to it. You. I know our friends over at What the Muppet do that, and oh, I haven't yeah. looked at how to do it, but I'll check that out. So definitely we can find it there if you're a Spotify listener. Help us, What the Muppet. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> you're our only hope. <laughs> so thank you all once again for joining us. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and rate and review on your podcasting app of choice. And we will see you all next week for... What are we doing next week, Will? Oh, next week we are doing Mirror Mask, which, mm. you know, I took the reins for this couple of weeks, but now definitely going to give them back to you because you are much more of a fan of that one than I am. So I really, like, I'm going to be learning from you on that one. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of a departure for us because there's actually not much puppetry in this at all. There's a lot of oh, mask yeah. work mm-hmm. and a lot of really, really interesting... CGI and artistic choices, but it is going to be a little bit different. So I hope that you appreciate it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't only talk about puppets. I mean, nah. yeah. <laughs> but it's Jim Henson. So, yeah, it's yeah. Well, thank you all. We hope that you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Say goodbye, Will. Goodbye, Will. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Ben David and Kay William Smith. Music by Tatro. The credits roll by and it just says Newman. (laughs) 